1: Is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious head to factormeals.com slash just 50 and use code just 50 to get 50% off that's code just 50 at factormeals.com slash just 50 to get 50% off
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra Demolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like being in love with two different people, starting over, and debt. (laughs) (laughs) But first of all, we want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are not allowed to do this. (laughs) I'm just going to say it.
0: Yeah, like nobody was like... Sam and Sierra, go do this. That's right. No, we didn't like spend money to be trained in this, to -mm. to receive some sort of piece of paper that says we can do this.
1: Absolutely. No one gave us permission. Right, right, We just decided.
0: Yep, yep. We wrote our own self-help diplomas. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And they said, you can do this. (laughs) Love Sam and Sierra. (laughs) Right. It was great. Two and sierra. They're actually hanging on our fridge. I signed
1: Sierra's and Sierra signed mine so that there's no like funny business. Yeah, about yeah.
0: It. No, we are 100% <laughs> certified by ourselves, folks. 15 gold stars. <laughs> anyway, this is all to say. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Please take our advice as you see fit. We are just here to offer our humble musings. So, we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. Sam, I made a mistake last episode. I said it was episode 49. Yes. That was a lie. Oh, no. I lied to your face. (laughs) It's episode 49 today.
1: That's all right that you lied because I had no idea and was just like, okay, 49. Like, obviously, I am not keeping track of it in any way. So, last week
0: was 48, today's 49. And the only reason why I'm bummed about it is because on the way to the studio today, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be episode 50. And we're going to talk about Pride because it's Pride week. Right. And it's the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall. Um, pride riots and I was like oh my god we're gonna talk about it it's gonna be great I got here I talked to big cats about it our producer and he's like actually y'all fucked up (laughs) and today's the 49th and so I was like oh literally none of my plan aligns whatsoever no not at all but we are gonna talk about pride
1: we are which is exciting.
0: Happy Pride, Sam. And
1: happy Pride to you as well.
0: I'm so excited for Pride this year because I have been running a summer writing camp for the past like seven years. Right. That has um, made it impossible for me to attend Pride over the last seven years just because of the, um, the schedule. Mm-hmm. And save maybe like six years ago I got to go. But um, yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. I even was a tool and I purchased a rainbow top.
1: Nice. I just
0: want to be like. I get it. In theme.
1: That's right. Yeah. And
0: capitalistic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my coworker uh, has a trans son, and the son wanted to buy like this amazing shirt from Amazon, but it was like clearly from like a not a reputable clothes source, and so she pretended that it was out of stock. But I was like, that shirt's cute. It looked like
0: what was it? Tell like me. those?
1: You know that thing on Pinterest where like you you tape the crayons to a canvas, and then you, like, melt the crayons yeah, so that totally. they, like... Yeah, it looked like that.
0: Cute. And it yeah. was a rainbow flag. Yeah. But it was, like, just sold by...
1: Yeah, it had uh, two stars as a rating, So it was, yes. like, not a good thing. Yeah, so I didn't really get
0: into Amazon reviews or reviews in general until my late 20s. So I no. get it. <laughs> Why that son maybe not... Didn't...
1: <laughs> right, yes. And he's nine, so... Yeah, 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 yeah He yeah, hasn't, yeah, yeah. clearly isn't thinking in that way. He doesn't...
0: Uh, Two stars is not the same as the 15 stars we have on our...
1: On our diplomas?
0: (laughs) 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 Just break up. 15 star approved. (laughs) Anyway, um, how are you feeling? Well, so we are two queer hosts, so Pride is very important to us. Yes. Um, And the history of Pride, uh, the the whole month, I love seeing rainbows everywhere. It means so much more to me than being proud of who you are. To me, it's about feeling safe, yep. um, and, and with community. Um, and yeah, yeah what do you, what are your feelings about pride?
1: Uh, I think, you know, I've been going to the pride festival in Minneapolis for like 10 years now. Um, and it has become like a thing that I have to make sure that I like have planned.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, it's like, I
1: can't like sit out the weekend. I have to like be there and be like doing all of these different things. Um, and it used to be like, I was a professional gay, so I had, like, work stuff that I had to do every pride as well. Um, And so now I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I take a step back from that and just, like, do the things that I want to do? Yeah,
0: Yeah. Maybe that's maybe we can go in that direction is because I do think that there are so many different levels to pride, right. even just in the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's some the morning family friendly events and then there's the all day mimosas. And then there's the yeah. booths where you get to walk around and see different organizations who support LGBTQIA things. And then at night, it's like a shit show um, covered in <laughs> glitter and vodka. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, you're right. I think beyond the event there are so many different ways of pride internally within the body or the self the different levels like are you you know how do you celebrate pride if you're not out how do you celebrate pride um if you don't feel safe with your family yeah how do you celebrate pride if you're the only queer person in your friend group yeah um how do you celebrate pride as an ally as a straight person for sure um and it sounds like to me you're trying to navigate like Because you had professional obligations, somehow your sexuality was like tied into your professional identity, um, which is okay, which is for sure, as long as you consent to that. Um, But now it's like, well, what does it mean to you? And for me, too, I think I, while I love the glitter and vodka, that's not really (laughs) um, uh, suitable to my. Body. Yeah, right. <laughs> as a 33 year old these days. It getting,
1: uh, getting too old for yeah, those. Yeah, my uh... hangover
0: would be proud as hell. <laughs> yeah, let me right. tell you. My hangover would be like, hey, ladies, I'm here to stay for the <laughs> week. <laughs> um,. <laughs> So happy you're queer, uh, right? Uh, and that was my hangover voice. It was like an old hag.
1: It was it was good. It was spot on. I feel like I've heard that voice from you before when you are hungover. Yeah, like Ooh, Sierra's not doing
0: well today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so for me, it's like um, I like the plans that our friend group has because um, it feels very authentic. Yeah. So again, I think. Pride is so many different things and over the years you slowly chip away or form your idea of what pride is to you, not yep. pride to the masses.
1: For sure. And I'm in like I'm in queer spaces all the time. And I like show up to work as a queer person. Right. And like bring that perspective to all of the things that I do. And so it's like, yeah, no, I'm living this every I'm living this pride thing yeah. every single day of my life. And I also then have to show up on this weekend and be like, okay, and now all of you are with me on this one, I guess. Like, all 10,000 of you are going to be in the park, but like, where are you every other day of the year?
0: Okay, let me dish on something. (laughs) Yeah. I accidentally watched a 50 minute interview with three drag queens and Meghan McCain on The View. What? Yes. (laughs) Okay, turns out. I love that I'm just spilling this on you. <laughs>
1: this Turns is Turns out she
0: is uh, a huge Drag Race fan. Oh. But, you know, self-described as a white, cis, straight, conservative woman. and But she's a huge Drag Queen fan and a quote-unquote um, advocate for gay rights. Like, very, mm-hmm. pr- very vocal about her gay friends, about sure. love is love is love is love. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I have been haunted by this one thing she said on the interview. And... I'm going to, for the sake of time, because we've got wonderful letters to get into, I'm not going to dive in to the potential problematic undertones of having Megan interview these people. Mm -hmm. Although I thought it was very important. It's important to show allies across um, the political divide, right? And that people are multifaceted and just because she might be conservative, F- fiscally conservative, she's not socially la la yep. la. But we can break that down to what a he- you know head fuck that is. Sure. I'm not going to get into that. I just want to kind of um, dissect one thing she said, which is um, at one point in the interview she got very serious and personal, and because her father Tom McCain died about a year ago, yep. and she said, you know, I just wanted to say how much. Joy drag race brings me in a year that I didn't have a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. And then she said, that's like the preface, but she was getting emotional. And she said, you know, the, the weeks after my father died, I went to prom Springs with all my LGBTQ friends Mm -hmm. and I just felt so safe and happy with them. They bring me so much joy and it's been like that since I was a little girl. Mm. And so she basically said, to national television, like, I love my gay friends and I feel really safe with them. Yeah. Right? And we can dissect that all we want because there are some things that are problematic in that, right? Um, <clears throat> but I think that we are multifaceted, confusing beings that can be at odds with ourselves constantly. Yeah. And I'm not here to say that Meghan McCain doesn't have genuine friends, you know? Sure. Like, that her friendships are genuine and what she finds in them is genuine whatever um but what i was most um really sh- like what what i took away from that interview that i couldn't stop thinking about is that spaces like pride or queer spaces mm-hmm. give people regardless of their identities a chance to feel safe and free yeah. of of judgment and yep. it's almost like a pride space even though there are so many again you, you can't escape capitalism, you can't escape patriarchy, um, you can't escape racism, but in spaces like Pride or, or even smaller personal queer spaces, in those spaces, it's like you are free from the judgments or pressure of heteronormativity, mm-hmm. of patriarchy, um, of gender. You can be whatever you want of, of weird puritanical s- sexual views. Yeah. And so what I took from like my english dissertation on what <laughs> megan said uh-huh. and it might not be this but i thought she was saying you know here she is she's married to a man she she is in a very gendered world yep um politics right mm-hmm. there's no asexuality or genderlessness or gender fluidity in politics right now right i don't think i mean other I than we have some amazing trans politicians absolutely yep um but She's saying that when she was grieving, the space she wanted to go was a space that was beyond that. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was away from her husband, right? And I just kept thinking, like, well, maybe she didn't have to perform gender or perform femininity or perform anything else in that space. And that's why it was, she's drawn to those spaces. And that's why I'm drawn to those spaces. Yeah. Even when I'm in a heterosexual relationship, I've always felt more at ease, more safe, more comfortable in these spaces, um, and is there like a tourism aspect to that is she is, is there like a weird an ally tourism that's happening there mm-hmm. or is that the that that subculture of of acceptance is that what we are striving for right yeah. is that that big old pride festival that doesn't show up every day right They get to wave these flags and and be like, love is love right and you're like, this is what I want all the time, but is it sustainable mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just threw that on you.
1: No, I think it all makes sense. And I think it's probably like all of those things. I think it is a little bit of like tourism of like, oh, I get to occupy the safe space when it benefits me. But otherwise, like how do you show up for folks? Yeah, Um,
0: because it's beneficial to go to Pride because it's awesome.
1: Right. But also like one thing that I love about the queer community is that like, The point of queer community is safety and acceptance, right? Because like that's what we are all so concerned about. Because like, the world is unsafe for queer people, right? And there's there is a conversation to be had about how safe and inclusive those queer spaces are for all people, right? uh, Because often they're they are not actually accepting places for people of color or for trans folks or for folks who um, are gender fluid or or what have you. But it is about, like, creating safe space. And it's it's great that people can feel that and understand that. And yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. And it's like, uh, you know, I'm like the resident queer person at work. Like, I, you know, create all of these events during Pride Month, and it's great. And people show up, and it's fantastic. And people are like, I love this. This is so much fun. Like, it's so great to be part of this and, like, learn more. And it's like, that's great. Also, like, <laughs> but how are you continuing to show up? Yeah. And, like... I think about that with like Taylor Swift totally. which we uh we I haven't seen the music video yet so like Sam, I can't it, comment Sam on hasn't it. Watched it yet. But it is like it's great that Taylor Swift is like standing up for her queer friends and is like donating substantial amounts of money to queer issues like that's fantastic. Um but it's also like you got to you got to be friends with Tadra Call for a long time like you got to occupy those queer spaces for a long time and you didn't say anything about it like you never yeah. stood up and actually took on the burden of being unsafe you got to like sit in the safety that that queer spaces have created but you don't have to also face the unsafety that comes when you walk back out into the world right. and i think that that is what is challenging about pride and about like seeing like Listerine bottles with rainbow flags on it it's like okay great glad that you're accepting but like how are you actually showing up for the queer community right um and I think that that's just I don't want to be the cynical asshole who's like come on people but it's also like come on people (laughs) like yeah like you can, I, think I want you to be in my more space with me, right? It's sweat, yeah, right? right? It's
0: labor. It's, it's like blood. Love, it is blood. Right. And, and and I've always thought about this quote that I will never know who it's by because <laughs> I never remember. <laughs> Pierre something, something. And he Great. said, um, there is no love but in, but in things. Um, I think that's a quote. But it's the idea how I interpret that is in my activism, right? Mm-hmm. Or like my personal life, like how I, yeah. how do I show up for the people that I love? Yeah. Um, you can say you love the queer community all you want, but are you, um, are you donating money to queer run organizations? Are you showing up for what seems to be a safe space beyond pride? Right. Um, and are you challenging the things that we are op- opposing in the Weeks of pride throughout the whole year, right? right? Like, are you te- are you asking your friend, your male friends, to talk about their feelings instead mm-hmm. of to drink them away and get into a fist fight? Right? You know, are you? Please, Lord, stop saying butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time. Little little microaggressions, like, oh, he's so butt hurt, as it, as though to imply yeah. those who have butt sex are fucking gross, right. you know, or like, or. Or or weak or right. you know what I mean like sub sub subpar or whatever right yep <sighs> that was a little tangential no that's fine but it, hurt.
1: <laughs> but it also like it also calls upon us too as allies in for other communities right, too exactly. It's like how are how are we also showing up uh, and not just not just enjoying the fruits of of good friendship and like right um and spaces of with with different culture like how are we actually like. Showing up more often and when it's not safe for us to show up in that way.
0: Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I'm going to end on a little upswing because I do love pride. I mean,
1: I do, too. I just I'm an (laughs) overthinker. Well,
0: this is this is why we're friends. It's like I think we we forged our friendships out of long Debates. I literally just texted you the other day at like eight p.m. Like, tell me how you did feel about Nicole Kidman's character in Big Little Lies. Like, because I wanted I said to said
1: it, and then I was. and then like two days later, I was like, it. I take it all back. I
0: wanted to get into it via text message. Like, that's our friendship. Um, and I wanted to debate it. You know, like we've yeah. had so many debates about like Kim Kardashian as a human. You yes,
1: know? so many debates about <laughs> because
0: her. we're English majors, and that's just what we love to do. But um, I, I do want to say though, um. There is something so magical about Pride, and I'll share like a little personal thing just to give context to the stupid Listering Rainbows, right? (laughs) um, My um, caveat or preface is that my relationship with my father is great right now, and um, he's very— Well, he is accepting of the relationship that I have right now, Mm -hmm. and he's doing a really good job at trying to show up for that. That's That's what I want to say. That's great. Um, It's not perfect, but nobody is. Um, But I have been so in love um, these past, this past year, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Um, And really feeling so happy and joyful in my relationship with my girlfriend. And I have wanted to, I have thought, I have felt stripped of an opportunity, really, to share that with my dad because it was very hard for him to accept at first yep. um, over the course of the first nine months or whatever. It was very challenging. Right. And so like, I felt like I couldn't do what straight couples get to do, which is to really celebrate something magical, which is being in love and, yeah. and a relationship growing. And I wanted to share those things with him, and I felt like I couldn't because um, I felt like I was... I felt like my joy was hurting him. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't didn't get to share with him like, oh my God, we went on our first vacation or we, you know, did this or we talked about um, our future or whatever. And I've even thought that like, if I get engaged one day, like that will be a double edged sword for my, or that will be a two-sided coin for me because I know he will be happy for me, but I know it will be hard. And so that. I there is a part of my joy that is different than if I was in the same relationship with a man. Yep, and that's what we're talking about here. Is that yes, we've made so many strides, but there are still things that are different um, about the queer experience, mm-hmm. and um, and and they come down to little details like that. That that I think about being so happy with my partner, but that. Um, I don't get to, I don't, I feel like I'm not getting the same experience that I got six years ago when I was in love with my boyfriend, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Which is all to say, this month, I've been hella emotional because when I turn the corner in that fucking Target aisle and I see that fucking gay ass Listerine, <laughs> I think, yes, Listerine, we're a queen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, obviously, I don't give a shit about gay Listerine, but that's what Pride Month has done for me is all these fucking flags and all these events and all these things posted on instagram and um uh, and and articles and the history of stonewall and how far we've come and how far we have to go yeah that parents me those moments those flags they all make me feel loved Mm -hmm. in a way that i was missing in other things this year
1: yeah and that's
0: that's what it's all about yeah one big old daddy issue (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, That's what it always comes down to, daddy issues.
0: Uh, All right. So
1: everyone have fun at Pride.
0: Happy Pride. Be safe.
1: That's right. Go drink your mimosas and dance. and We'll
0: post a picture.
1: Go to parades and all sorts of things.
0: We love you exactly as you are. Absolutely. Let's get into some letters. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, our first letter fucking had me cracking up. And the title is... This, this letter is from, ugh, but you can call me Riley. <laughs> and Riley is writing from their evil lair. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pronouns she, her, uh, my darling Sam and Sierra. It breaks my people-pleasing but loving, empathetic heart to tell you this, but I'm the bad guy. Cue Billie Eilish covered in spiders. <laughs> To help you understand how we got here, I'm going to return to the bright, sunny day last August when my girlfriend of three years decided she didn't love me anymore and quite literally just walked out with a drink in hand, leaving me alone in our home to deal with all of the lease, all of our belongings, all of our shared pets and shattered dreams of the forever she promised we would have together. To say this event rocketed my world is an understatement. The entire year prior... Prior, the third year of our relationship, I had spent all my energy desperately doing everything I had to do to make her happy. Cooking, cleaning, gifts, you name it. Since she was going through a very hard time finishing school while working two jobs and managing some trauma-related anxiety, but everything I did just pissed her off. I thought that loving someone meant you stick with them even through the worst of times. And most importantly, I really believed her when she said she wanted to marry me. When that long, sexless, thankless, lonely year came to an end with the grand finale of her cheating on me, cheers, I was left with a deep sadness but also some emotions that I'm not usually familiar with, anger and bitterness. I saw the world through an entirely new lens, and let's just say those glasses were not rose-colored. I mean, this girl did me dirty, y'all. <laughs> she adored me for the first two years of our relationship. Like, I could have punched her in the face, and she would have said, thank you, JK, but you know. I went from walking on water with her to be treating like, treated like absolute trash, which yielded some serious insecurities on my part. I'm am I'm a Libra hair flip, and I thrive <laughs> on attention and relationships with others. As my therapist puts it, emotional connection is my drug of choice— fuck
1: (laughs) yeah that that was a read of sierra
0: (laughs) yeah that might have to be the episode (laughs) title (laughs) fuck uh so naturally as one does post breakup i turned to my good old friend tinder Mm. to fill the deep chasm in my heart where love used to live in the last nine months i've scratched quite a few more notches on my bedpost and but also ended up in Two different situationships where I truly fell in love with both girls, but refused to commit to either. What I wasn't expecting was unintentionally turning into, and I don't know how else to sell it, say it, but a manipulative, self serving twat. <laughs> These two situationship girls both still exist in my life, but don't know I still talk to the other. One can see me, uh, See one I can see a real future with, but she currently lives thousands of miles away. Let's call her Maria. What is it with our listeners and these very (laughs) far-long-distance relationships? JK, I am in an LDR right now, so I'm not judging you. That's right. But I am holding you accountable. (laughs) Okay, so that's Maria. And the other, I don't see our values align lean long-term, but she's around all the time. Let's Mm. call her Angela. Both treat me like I'm an absolute queen, and I'm living clapping emoji for clapping emoji, it clapping emoji. (laughs) What I don't understand is how I can love two people at once, truly love them, and also go behind their backs like this. I justify it by making it clear to each other, to each of them, that we are not in a committed relationship, but deep down, it still feels wrong. I mean, the other day I was listening to Just Break Up in the Car with Angela. Ooh, girl. Is she going <laughs> to she going to listen to this? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: all right we're already halfway yeah, no, I'm in i'm like all right let me rethink my sam's advice sweating.
0: <laughs> sam's sweating right now okay anyway they were listening to it, us and was filled with so much shame realizing that i'm the kind of shitty person people write in about <laughs> that i turned it off because i didn't want her to hear your advice i know it's bad well that means our advice is really good though. <laughs> if, if y'all are scared of it <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very genuine, outgoing, self-aware person who chose a difficult career in child and family advocacy because I care for others so much it makes me ache. My friends describe me as resilient, generous, and kind. Who are your friends? <laughs> my friends are like, she's bratty, she's needy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I've been battling mental illness since my teens and am recently processing my new diagnosis of bipolar 2 after a destructive um, hypomanic uh episode. I'm taking steps to care for myself through therapy, blocking my ex, cutting back on substance use, and focusing on friendships with people who want to see me thrive. Yes, girl. Great. Still, the question remains, how did I turn into such a monster when it comes to romantic relationships? Am I ever going to be able to love someone the way they deserve to be loved again? I feel exhausted, terrible about myself, and just plain sad about the way I'm hurting Maria and Angela, who are two incredible people. As a final thought, I'll share with you something haunting Angela recently said to me days after me blowing her off. Sadly, I do this often. She held both of my hands, looked me in the eye and said, quote, I know that you know how to love people. I've seen you do it. And it really makes me sad because I know you are simply choosing not to love me well.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Angela. Uh,
0: Angela. Clap emoji. (laughs) G. Clap emoji. La. Damn, girl. Uh, thank you for hopefully not judging me. And most importantly, for being right on time last summer with your first episodes during the most difficult time of my life. Oh, damn. This is a hard letter to write. All my love, Riley. <laughs> I know. Isn't it so charming? I mean, yeah, like you have some explaining to do, but you're charming as hell and we're all humans and we've all done worse.
1: That's right. That's yeah. right. OK. I, well, I mean, just first things off. You're not a monster. Right. You are making some decisions that I would like you to reconsider. <laughs> but you're not a bad person because no, there's no of the things such thing as doing. monsters. No. There's really not. No. And
0: and there are also like if you want to get to the holistic woo-woo bottom like of the barrel forgive yourself shit. Yeah. There are no bad choices. There are just choices that take us places and have yep. impact on other people. Right. And right now your actions are not like, let's forget about Angela and Marie- Maria for a second. Like your actions are hurting them. Yep. But the number one thing that your actions are doing is betraying yourself. Like right. they're, but they're, they're making you f- hate yourself. They're making you feel like you're not accountable and lovable and not able to love. Yep. And so your actions, like boundaries go externally and internally, internally girl, like mm-hmm. they boundaries have to be for yourself. Like yep. what are your boundaries? What are your morals? Again, I'm, I've been really into the word, um, integrity. Mm. Um, And re my ex, (laughs) because I realized the reason why I hated him for so long is that um, he had no integrity. He, he's talked a really big talk, but his actions didn't match. And so like, I felt like he loved me when he said he loved me, but his actions didn't match. Anyway, so integrity is about your actions matching your words or your morals or whatever's inside you. Yeah. And you want to just get your integrity back up. That's, that's what you need to do. That's what boundaries do. They, they let you reinforce your own integrity. Mm hmm. So, yeah, Sam. How have you ever been in love with two different people at the same time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> multiple times. Yeah,
1: multiple multiple times for sure. Yeah.
0: I have too. I have totally been in love with more than one person at the same time multiple times mm-hmm. in my 33 years.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
0: the first thing we want you to know other than not being a monster, so technically the second thing, <laughs> very good at counting, aka this is episode 49. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, you weren't a math major, okay? No, I
0: wasn't. But um, the other thing I want you to know, uh, number two, Riley, is that it is 100% possible for us to be in love with two different people at the same time. Yeah. It's 100%. That is 100% real Mm -hmm. it's a fallacy that we can only love one person at the same time that's that's a weird kind of like patriarchal mind control thing Mm -hmm. that like we can love every single one of our family members all of our friends oh my god i have love showering all over these people but i can only fully romantically love one person at the same time that's bullshit that's just not real right however i'm gonna call a little bs on you and say i don't think that you love both of these people I, I don't think either. I think that you're fond of them. Me too. I, I can't say. It sounds like you might love this long distance one, but like she seems very far away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thousands of miles is what the letter said.
0: <laughs> and the other one, you're like, uh, we don't align long time or in like morally or whatever. Um, you can be really fond of people. Yeah, I'm not even saying you're not. You, I'm sure you have love for them. Yeah, but. I, the 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 what I'm calling you out on lovingly, affectionately, mm-hmm. and with great tenderness and understanding is that you might be saying that you're in love with both of them to prevent further action and discomfort, mm-hmm. um, because. To say that you're not in love with both—in one of them, or, like, to tell one of them what's going on is to be uncomfortable, is to make them uncomfortable, to potentially hurt them, and to choose— And to risk having your heart broken again.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So it's like, yes, you absolutely can be in love with more than one person at once. You may be in love with both of these people. Um, You may just have very strong feelings about them. And the strong feelings feel better (laughs) than anything else you can imagine doing right now, like Mm -hmm. holding yourself accountable.
1: Right. And I think that uh, love is an emotion, but love is also a choice. Mm. And love is actions and I don't know that you love these two people because your actions don't reflect it.
0: Mm, I love that shade, <laughs> but I disagree. Uh huh. But I, I think that the, the bigger thing that you're getting at is challenging the idea of how we use love to justify bad behavior.
1: Yes, right. right? Like, Like, oh my
0: God, I love you, so I'm not going to tell you the truth.
1: And this comes back to like our conversation that we had like two episodes ago about about, like being a victim of circumstance. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm just in love with these two people and that's why I treat them both like shit. (laughs) Like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like you are making decisions that are hurting both of them and it's not because you love them both. It's because you don't want to go through the choice that will then lead to the fact that you will have to Give one of them up possibly. Yeah. Or be brokenhearted possibly. Yeah. Admit the the things that you are doing to both of them and then Face the consequences or face the consequences for the actions that you have have taken in this relationship.
0: I'm just going to say consequences really quickly because <laughs> you always make fun of the things I say. and I'm also going to say I, I think that's why I disagreed with you four seconds ago is that like I have hurt people I loved, yeah. but it was because I didn't prioritize treating them well. Uh, excuse me, I didn't prioritize um, being honest mm-hmm. over keeping things safe. comfortable etc yep um so it's like it's we're capable of hurting people we love yeah um but what we're saying is your love is sick right and your love can only be cured by transparency and honesty with yourself first and then yes the rest of the world
1: yeah and love is i mean love is demonstrating that love too like I think that we're like oh love is it I feel all this love for this person but that's that is a feeling like actual good true love comes from like hard work from the choice to to do things Uh, to benefit that person, to not hurt that person. Yeah. And, like, the fact that you are hurting both of them at this point and the fact that Angela had to hold your hands and tell you that that you are loving her badly. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Right?
1: Like, that means that you are not actually showing up with good, true love in the way that I think that you are absolutely capable of.
0: And here, let's talk about Angela for a second because Angela had that fucking end everything line. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, just, like, mic drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) and Angela is the local one that's around all the time. Yep. But that their um their values align um they that Riley feels like their values don't align long term. Mm-hmm. So what I wanna say um is this this person is asking you in so many words to either love them right or leave. That yep. might not be what she's saying. Yep. But this is where we have to turn the advice around on ourselves and mm-hmm. say, if I can't love her right, then I'm going to get out of the way for somebody who can.
1: Absolutely. And yep. if you
0: can love her right, because, like, I think there is something be- to be said about being around, you know, like be- having presence, like seeing where things grow. Like, why do you think that you are you don't align long term? Mm-hmm. Like, you could work on that, but you can't work on that with somebody else in um, the yeah the curtains i guess
1: for sure but i think i think at the heart of this uh riley is that you are afraid of being vulnerable and of actually showing up and putting your heart out there and it is easy for you to dismiss the girl who's close to you because you don't align long term and it's easy for you to dismiss the other one because she's far away and What's actually happening here is that you're not giving either of these two women your whole authentic self. You're right. not breaking down the walls that you have put up since your last relationship, which is 100% justifiable. Like when we get hurt, our our re- reaction is to to get into our turtle shell, right? right? And like not let anyone in because heartbreak hurts a lot. And putting your heart out there is really, really scary, yeah. especially when you know how much it hurts to have your heart broken. But in this moment... If you actually want to pursue good, true love, you are going to have to come out of that shell and you are going to have to lay bare your fears and you are going to have to stop dismissing people because you don't want them to actually see who you
0: are. Yeah. You know what I thought of when you used the word vulnerability is that I think we think of that word so often as like a, oh my God, I'm sharing myself with you. I'm finally letting someone see me and Mm -hmm. I'm being vulnerable, (laughs) you know, but guess what? you can be vulnerable by admitting that you did something wrong. Yeah, like you can, sure. you can be vulnerable by apologizing yep. by exposing parts of yourself that you're not proud of. That's absolutely. fucking vulnerability right there. No, it absolutely and is. You know what you can say, Riley, like straight from the script, you can say, this is really vulnerable and it makes me really uncomfortable to admit this mm-hmm. um, because I really care about you, but I realize I'm not treating you well enough. And the first step to treating you well is accountability and, and being honest with absolutely. you.
1: Absolutely. The, the, Antidote to shame is vulnerability, right? Yes. And you are carrying around a lot of shame right now.
0: And here's here's your mantra. Your mantra is this is going to suck but I'm doing it to be a better person every day you're going to wake up and say this is going to suck but I'm doing it to be a better person and it's going (laughs) to suck a little bit less every day it is yep. but but you got to lean in and and the one point of comfort you can continually go back to whenever I'm in great discomfort in a time of transition I I give myself a mantra where I remind myself it's for a bigger purpose you can say to yourself I would rather live an honest transparent life with integrity um and I'd rather be able to love people mm-hmm. than to stay like this. Yep. So all these little tiny uncomfortable steps that are going to feel really terrible at the time, yep. you're taking those steps to get to the top of the mountain. And at the top of the mountain is where you can find good, true love with other people in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we, you're not a monster.
1: You're not a monster. We love you very much. We're 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 giving you some tough love, but you're not a monster in any way. Sounds
0: like you're giving yourself way tougher love than we are, right? No, for <laughs> like, sure. You're, you're like being I'm a terrible meaner. person, and we're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, Nelly.
1: Whoa, hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> you're all right in our book. We love you very much.
1: Thank you so much for writing. directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us.
0: And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance
1: Use the middle person. Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Our next letter, Sam's about to read it, but I want to say it's in honor of pride.
1: Thank you. All right. This is uh, from KM, who is writing from Denmark. Hi, Sierra and Sam. Thank you so much for your podcast. My boyfriend and I recently and pretty undramatically split up after 15 years. And listening to past episodes of your podcast has really helped me stay sane through this confusing time. You're brilliant. (laughs) I know. So here's my question. For the past 15 years, I've been in a monogamous relationship with a man and immediately prior to that, I was in a monogamous relationship with another man for eight years. What makes that makes me a 41 year old woman who's single for the first time since the age of 17 and who has only slept with two different men since then. That sounds kind of crazy. (laughs) I'd really like to get that number up now, though. For For many years, I've thought of myself as queer and bisexual, but in a somewhat theoretical way. Women definitely turn me on, but I've obviously not acted on it, having been in relationships. So my question is, how do I do this? How do I start dating women being effectively a 41-year-old virgin? (laughs) Shit. A part of me wants to just not move in that direction, but only date men. I definitely know how to have sex with men, Mm -hmm. but I've only got this one life and I feel like I'd be missing out on this whole possible aspect of my life. And hell, I barely know how to flirt no matter the gender. (laughs) That wasn't a very clear question, I know, but I hope you can give me some advice to help me move forward in this new direction. Thank you, KM, for writing. We really enjoyed that letter.
0: You're so cute, <laughs> <laughs> um, KM. I love this letter. Uh, I I am so glad you wrote. I think that this is a really universal thing that we've actually seen a lot of letters about. Mm-hmm. Is basically how do I explore my sexuality when I have been blank, 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 blank? blank whether yep. it's exclusively with men, exclusively with women, um, when I uh, don't know how to flirt, or when I just got to vote a relationship, or yep. you know, and I think this is a like, I'm not really sure how eloquent I'm going to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, need <me> neither. <laughs> because
0: uh, first, full transparency, like, I, just like you said, KM, like, it is way easier for me to date and hook up with men. Yeah. I could do it in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because we're so easily manipulated.
0: <laughs> yes. No. No, that's not true. It's, it's not about that. It's about the fact that, um, that you know we live in a heteronormative culture, so everything right. is is um, built around a man and a woman going on a date like that. Yep. That is yep. very normal. I go to a coffee shop. Somebody gives me their number. Right. You know, I have never gotten a number from a woman. Oh. Ever. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh. Never. I have.
0: That's because you're gorgeous. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please tell me every detail right now.
1: I mean, it's happened multiple times. Because you're a babe? Yeah. Like, people at coffee shops like, will slip me their number when they give me my drink and, like, all of that stuff.
0: I think you're so pretty, but I see you as, like, an asexual being. I even have a hard time picturing you having sex.
1: Oh, great.
0: Is, Is that a weird comment? No. No, I think yeah. I
1: give. I think I give off an asexual vibe for sure.
0: <laughs> Especially because you, whenever we talk about sex, you're like, "Ugh, Ugh
1: <laughs> sex! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why so even funny. have it?
1: I don't understand." Meanwhile,
0: you've you've seen me butt ass naked. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> Can
1: I tell this story about when you wanted to see my butt? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, please. The other week, Sierra and I were at a bonfire uh, at our friend's house, and we, you know, we're drinking some wine, and so... You know what?
0: After the first two glasses, the rest of the bottle goes down <laughs> real easy. Uh,
1: and we were, like, alone in our friend's kitchen, and no, Peter was there, Peter was and there. Peter, like, made a comment about how cute my butt is, and, and then, I was like,
0: let me see it! <laughs> so I, I was, was like, like I- I've
1: never seen I your had butt! I meltdown!
0: I was like, I've never seen your butt!
1: You were like, just show me your butt! And yeah, I was and I was like, like,
0: just at the point of intoxication where I was was like a little aggressive, like not in a non-consensual way, but in like a, this is very serious to me. It was like yeah, right. fucking code yellow. No, what you is were it? like, what you've seen
1: me butt ass naked. I've never even seen your butt. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I don't want I to like, show you I, my butt. In,
0: in my logical brain, um, at the time, I was like, just pull your pants down and show me your butt. I would have whipped out my nip for you right then.
1: Right. I know. But we're different people. <laughs> yes.
0: The next day, I texted Sam, I was like, hey, remember that time I was, I was legit mad at you because you'd never show me your butt and you refused to in Merrick's kitchen? Uh-huh. And he's like, I do. And then he sent, I'll show you my butt someday. <laughs> like, all cute and coy. I'm going to screenshot that and I'm going to put it on the Instagram or something. <laughs> and I super liked it. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, back what to you, KM. What were we talking about? I not remember how we got on this. <laughs>
0: me naked because a I flash him yeah, and b I've taken like artistic naked photos before yep. um like with a fantastic artist in the Twin Cities so that's right yep he's seen them
1: yes <laughs> that's great <laughs> anyway km back M. to your letter
0: so oh, oh going back to flirting and yep. like getting numbers what I wanted to preface this with to like create some camaraderie between me and km um is that flirting with women. Even for, I've talked about this with gay women who sleep exclusively with other women, mm-hmm. um, there is, there's so much more nuance yeah. and so much less assumption in queer uh, dating and flirting um, that it just doesn't come as easily or as uh, apparently as it does with heterosexual couples. Yeah, I even think that it, 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 this might be one instance in which it might be easier for men, mm-hmm. queer men. You let me know if mm-hmm. you think I'm off track. Um but with women it's just so much harder to pick up on it. Um, especially if you are maybe more of like femme presenting yeah. or if you if you're if you don't um if you don't have a fucking rainbow wristband on, I never <laughs> trust anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. a little bit more nuanced and because this sounds really silly, but I'm just I know people can relate to this, but like you know, girls getting drunk and, like, go to the bathroom together. Right. And they're, yeah. like, so flirty and fun. And they're, like, let's take a picture. Let's go to the bathroom together. And mm-hmm. I love that. I am that person. <laughs> Hence, wanted to look at your butt. Right, right. Um, but I have definitely been out back in my younger years and been, like, is this? Are you? Yeah. Are you flirting with me? Or are you just being a really friendly drunk girl? <laughs> uh-huh. It's very confusing.
1: Uh, for for me, it was always confusing if the person was gay or was a Christy. Because, like... <gasps> because the energy that they give off into the world is, like, oh very God. friendly oh and oh is, like... And so, like, most of the time, straight men pay zero attention to me. Right. Like, I am, like, a non... I, I have, like, no, nothing is important about me to them. <laughs> like, right. they're just, like, oh, here's this non-threatening man. I don't need to pay attention to him. But... Suddenly like people like so when a man pays attention to me I assume that they're trying to like get with me.
0: Right. But when a but woman when asks that... to see your butt, <laughs> just
1: kidding. But, but the exception to that is lovers of Christ who want to engage with me so that they can get me.
0: Yeah, no no judgment to to Christ followers no, out I'm there. No, I'm like, no, totally fine. we're talking totally fine. Like, about people who are trying to... And What's it's not word? even a bad
1: thing. What's like, the word? Convert yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not even a bad thing. Like, I'm like, all right, go for it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to convert, but I appreciate great that, right? I appreciate you trying <laughs> But it was like in in college, I yeah. would play this game with my friends called Gay or Christy, oh where we would have to figure out if the person was actually flirting with me or if they were just like being a very friendly Christian who is trying to create a community.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a really funny SNL skit because it'll be. Oh no, I can't go. I can't go on with this. I'm. I'm <laughs> it'll be. It'll become problematic really fast. I was thinking okay. like they can do like nailed jokes and. Oh.
1: Talk should about we... hung on a cross. Oh
0: my god, we <laughs> should cut this.
1: It's a joke from Saved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so this is all to say, KM, I relate to you in that um, unless I know that a woman is, ex- I- I'm attracted to, to so many different types of women, mm-hmm. um, and then unless I unless I get the in, like the fucking huge bat signal green light, mm-hmm. it's very confusing to make a move. if yeah. you just don't really know and. So that's literally my first piece of advice to KM KM, unfortunately is going to be, be really explicit. Mm -hmm. Like if you go on dating apps, um, or if you go, if you meet somebody out on your dating app, you say, I'm interested in dating women. Um, this will be a first time for me, but I something something something. Yeah. Or you don't even have to say first time. I guess you could save it for the first date. But I'm saying, yeah. but I'm saying like, do the woman for woman app. Yes, you know, right. don't yeah. do the don't don't pick both genders. Like you have to be. I found that when I have been single and I, I wanted to pursue women, I had to, I had to be very direct about it, mm-hmm. um and very specific in it because, like Cam said, it's really easy to date a man. Yeah. Um, so be really explicit. And then, like, if you meet a cute person at a coffee shop, you can say you can give them your number or something like that and yep. say, hey, I don't know um, if this interests you, but I think you're really pretty and I'd love to take you on a date.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I know that that sounds really Use those s-
0: explicit words. though. Yeah.
1: And I, it sounds really scary. And I remember like it being a newly out man and being like, how mortifying would it be if I went up to a straight man and asked him? like, on a date. Right. But here's the thing. It's not that mortifying.
0: Awkward doesn't exist.
1: It's, like, most of the time, like, 99% of the time, the person's like, oh, I'm I'm not gay, but thank you. I'm flattered, or whatever it is. And then you're like, okay, cool. And then it's, like, conversation over, and, like, no yeah. one has died of embarrassment. Like, yeah. But I remember being, like, oh, my God, th- that's terrifying, the idea that I would, like, assume someone's gay when they're not, or, like ask a person out and they don't want to go out with me because but it's actually like easier to be rejected in that way because it's just like oh well they're just not interested in in my gender so 100%
0: um, I would also say go to gay spaces yeah go to, if you're if you're not a drinker um, go to a gay bar and don't drink <laughs> I was trying to think about other gay spaces. Are there
1: gay book clubs in your area? Like, like, is there a gay knitting club? Yeah, totally. Gay people get together all the time for all sorts of things. And I'm sure like you can find online places where people are advertising for people to to join their their groups.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, And then I was also going to say something really cute that my girlfriend shared with me like a month ago, her and I went to a wedding Mm -hmm. of her two friends and I asked how the two brides met. And my girlfriend said that one day she was sitting at um, a restaurant or like a pub um, with her other friend and they uh, present pretty queer Mm -hmm. um, or at least my girlfriend's friend does. And, Somebody came up to them, like dragging someone behind them and said, hey, this is my friend. She just came out. Um, <laughs> she needs some gay friends. Will you be will you be our friends? Oh, cute. Yeah. And so then they're like, yeah, sure. And so they got a drink together and they hung out and they ended up like becoming friends. And six months later at a house party, my girlfriend threw this girl met her future wife like seven years later and so the that's a cute little oh my god love exists story yep but and love exists in strangers Mm -hmm. (laughs) because a lot of us don't like strangers that's right um but the moral of it is i think you start dating queer people by being friends with queer people yep for sure um, by entering queer spaces participating in queer events being a part of the conversation putting yourself there because guess what i don't care if you slept with Two men for your whole life, zero women for your whole life, or a billion women or a billion men. I don't care. You are uh, welcome and invited into those spaces. Absolutely. You're right. You have this one life. And if this is a part of your identity you want to explore, you have a right to explore it. We're we're here to, we are two queer people here giving you a rainbow pass. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And take that rainbow pass with you when you go out there because there are going to be people. Who are going to be assholes about the fact that you are recent or you are like newly trying this out. Yeah. But those people don't fucking matter.
0: And those people aren't for you.
1: No. Would you want to date
0: somebody who like doubted your existence? No.
1: Or is like, ooh, you're not authentically bisexual enough for me. Yeah. What the hell? Dumb. Anyway. (laughs) But take that rainbow pass from Sam and Sierra and do, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. listen. It's a hall pass. <laughs> yeah.
0: We signed it, just like our diplomas. I mean,
1: you don't need it. You <laughs> inherently have that inside of you. Right. But we're giving you some extra validation. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and just remember, like, I think that the future isn't female. I think the future is fluid. Yeah. Whether in gender or sexuality um, or anything. Yeah. Like, fluidity is the the nuance of nature, mm-hmm. of our bodies, of ourselves. Sure. Right? And... So just remember that you are a fluid being moving through this life, not linearly, right? Time passes, but but you are free to explore any little pocket of your being. Any yep. part of the universe is yours to explore. And you have a right to find out what it's like to be with a woman or be with a non-binary person um, yep. or just be yourself in right. a queer space. Absolutely. Uh, it's 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 not the most... Easy transition, but it's worth the effort, right? Put yourself into those spaces and you'll be surprised at how welcoming they are and how much you open up to them. That's great. What are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> what did you just think of? What's in your head?
1: am still thinking about you yelling at me about my butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see a little glitter in your eye.
1: Uh, uh, all right, KM, thank you so much for writing. We
0: love you so much. All right, here's our last letter. Maybe he'll show me... His butt on air, guys.
1: (laughs) No. We're in a close deep. Spencer's house? Okay.
0: Anyway. Colleen G. is writing to us from New Orleans. Colleen writes, hey, you two. Love you both so much and so thankful for the time you take out of your lives to help other people. Your advice is so thoughtful and spot on. I hope you realize what incredible work you're doing. (laughs) These all literally (laughs) make me cry. I, like, got to keep it together when I read it. Okay. I have an issue with one of my friends for a while now and would really love some unbiased opinions. My friend and I have been in each other's lives since we were in kindergarten. We're both 34 now. We were best friends all throughout grade school, and then I had to move to a different state, and we still somehow stayed in each other's lives. We're the kind of friends that could go months without talking, and then one of us will pick up the phone like no time had passed. We saw each other through everything. Puberty, broken hearts, nasty gossip gossip at schools, music. She was my maid of honor at my wedding. Mm. All things best friends do together. Cue to my 30th birthday. I'm away on vacation celebrating with my best friend when I get the horrible news that my husband passed away. Guys, it was awful. Mm. I was away from my husband and the worst thing to ever happen to me happened. My best friend was by my side the whole time er, helping arrange How to get home and helping me through the shock. But when we got back and went through the nightmare of the hospital and funeral, my childhood best friend changed. I received life insurance money and my friend was still was in a bad spot with some bad financial decisions. So I let her borrow borrow $3,000 at the time. It felt wrong to have money because someone so important to me died. Mm. It was never money to. It was never money to not be paid back. I just told her to pay back when she could and no interest would ever be put on it. After that, she immediately shacked up with this guy she was dating that I think is a total creep. He has made several advances on me and has even had her send me a dick pic. Seriously, this guy is so disgusting. She since married this guy, didn't invite me to the wedding. And now, because she's so public on Facebook, I've watched her buy a truck a house, a new dog, and posts consistently her ugly food that she's cooking.
1: <laughs> Shady. Uh,
0: I do always wonder, like, I don't mind a good food pick, but like, if, it's, if it looks like dog food.
1: Yeah, then why are you
0: doing it? Listen, if there's not more than two colors on your plate, don't take the picture. <laughs> All right. She hasn't paid me back yet. Uh, and I still, I have to watch her spend money and live happily ever after while mm. I'm still picking up my pieces. It's been four years since my husband died and a lot of anger has been directed at her. I've been thinking about cutting her out of my life. I do hope to see my money again one day, but should I just let it go? Every time I see your post, I get so angry. I don't even consider her a friend anymore. What happened? What happened? Did I get so consumed with grief that I expected people to drop everything for me? Mm. Am I just jealous that she gets to live happily ever after and I'm still brokenhearted over my husband? I love you both. Thanks for any of the advice you can share. <laughs> um, Colleen, first, obviously, we want to say we're so sorry for your loss and that you had to go something, through something so traumatic like Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: we're really grateful that you felt supported at that time. Um, and we know that grief is a seven-headed beast and it rears any of those heads at any time in really different ways. Um, and that I know you are still unfolding that in your life. Absolutely. And you will be. I mean, that that is something that changes everything about you. <clears throat> I also want to say that I don't think you made the wrong decision lending your friend this money.
1: I don't either. I no. don't
0: think that that. You didn't fault yourself. You didn't betray yourself in any way. Mm-mm. In fact, you were a kind, supportive, generous being Absolutely. in a time of your own crisis. Yep. Um, and so I don't want you to second guess that at all, even though it has led to some complications Absolutely. now. Um, so first things first, Sam, do you think she's going to see this money? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why is that?
1: Uh Listen, there's so much there's so much going on in this situation that is hard to unpack. Um but I think that your friend is in is in a relationship that is probably not super healthy for her. Um and has become consumed by that for better or for worse through her own decisions or not. Um and I think that right now you are probably not high on her list of concerns. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think that she's ever going to give you that and money back. let's
0: talk about head and heart work or the <clears throat> anti-head and heart work, which is um, like denial. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like what I would assume if I knew anything about human behavior <laughs> yep. um, is that she probably feels bad about having that money and owing you that money still, and so she's going to mentally avoid it with everything she can.
1: Absolutely. Like, what
0: what... Like, if I could give her a piece, a sliver of my empathy, like, what part of me would want to think about owing my friend three grand that I couldn't pay back? Like, right. I, I would feel like a terrible person.
1: The friend that I alienated immediately after her husband died. Unexpectedly. And, right. Yeah. Right. And, like, treated really poorly. So, so and, like,
0: this is not an excuse at all. Let's just humanize not. her for a second so that we can... So that we can move on, right? Like, you humanize her and then you move on to your own shit because that's that's what we're here for. But the humanizing of her is um, you probably represent, like, something that she's really ashamed of. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not really easy for her to like pick up the phone and be like hey I married this guy that you don't like I didn't invite you to the wedding and I ha- I stole you this money yep. I don't like to think about this so I haven't been thinking about you right
1: that shame that she is feeling about all of those things is like making her not even want to acknowledge right. your existence
0: and it and it's is inex- warranted like- <laughs> You she said should warrant, be.
1: A... I said inexcusable.
0: Oh no, no. I mean, she should be ashamed of herself.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, she should feel guilt over what. She's Thank you. Doing. Different
0: between shame and guilt. There yes. you
1: go. Um, but it. But the actions that she is taking towards you are inexcusable. Like, like she is in her own thing, and like if she wants to write into the podcast with a letter about her life, I would be happy to walk her through that. But because I, you wrote, I want to focus on you and not on her. Yes,
0: bitch. <laughs> He's doing his very intense hands, <laughs> Colleen. so you know you got Sam on your side. He
1: just like waved her away in the air. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was great.
0: Um I, and I thought something Sam said earlier was was like Accidentally Profound. Oh, great. Which story is... of my
1: life. That's the title of my memoir. Accidentally, <laughs> accidentally Profound, the Sam Blackwell story. Yeah,
0: but it, you were hinting at it. Just the idea that there's a lot going on here. And Colleen, I think you already know, you have an inkling of what I'm going to say, which is, your mind is pushing a lot of your grief into this one thing. Yep. This $3,000 because she owes you it and you know it is wrong yep. that she hasn't paid you back. And that is the one thing in your life that makes a lot of sense right now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It, the one thing in your life that makes sense is that you gave her money and she she owes it to you and she's not giving it back and that is wrong
1: for sure. And she's something to be mad at, yeah. too, right. And so much of grieving is about me being mad at the person who has died, yeah. And I I don't you didn't say how your husband died, but but you no know, matter what, car accident, whatever. The, the experience of having lost someone means you are mad at them, even for if they leaving. had no fault in yeah, it, like totally. for leaving right? and not
0: at the universe. Right? right.
1: Absolutely. And so this is giving you like, like a f- point of a focus funnel. for you to put all of that anger that my guess is, is that you don't want to direct at your husband at, right. at At the universe, which which is is
0: also okay,
1: It's also justifiable. Like, why would you want to be mad at the person that you so recently lost and and that you miss so, so much? But grief is is a multi headed beast. Right. Like, just like what we said, like if it was if it was a clean cut, it would be so much easier to get through grief. Right. If it was like this is the thing that causes me pain and I can identify it, then we wouldn't have to take all this time to get through it. But the fact is, is that. Grief hits you from multiple different directions in ways that are unexpected. And it's okay to feel all of those things at the same time. Yeah. And it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to want to throw yourself off of a building, but like, don't do that. And if you are actually thinking about that, then please seek help. <laughs> uh, it is okay to want to hold up and it's okay to want to only be around people. It's okay to want to quit your job and it's okay to want to throw yourself into your work. Like, all of these things are happening at the same time. And like Sierra said, this is the thing that you can logically look at and be like, this is this wrong. Is wrong.
0: <laughs> right, right. And, this and I, is the, there's this a person is the one to blame thing, for it. This is the one thing that you will get redemption for if she pays you back. Yep. Right. Yep. Your husband is not going to come back. Right. The universe will never repay this debt that it owes to you. Absolutely. But she might give you this money. Yep. And unfortunately, right now, her life is this facebook picture perfect metaphor for what you're missing right absolutely. now absolutely yeah. and this is sam and i are not solving anything by saying this we're no. just seeing you yep we just want to say we see you we absolutely. see all of this work that grief is doing for you we all it also fucking sucks to be owed money money is stressful <laughs> capitalism is. is horrible and we need money to survive even if we don't Yep. want to admit that. And that money is important.
1: Absolutely. And $3,000 is a, a substantial amount of money.
0: Totally. It's freedom. Right? Money is freedom, yep. unfortunately. Yep. And so this whole sh- thing is stressful. Yep. Um, but it, so now that we've acknowledged you and we've acknowledged what's going on here um. Uh, let's give you a couple steps of action. Sam thinks you're not going to get his money back, and I have unfortunately agree. However, I do think one step can be taken. Um, Sewer. <laughs> that's not what I was going to say, but hey. Um, I, a couple things. First of all, I want to answer your question of Um, you're not so—you said, did I get so consumed with grief that I expected people to drop everything from me? Absolutely not. And also, whatever you were doing when you were grieving is whatever you were doing when you were grieving. Mm -hmm. And if people can't show up for you when you're in that space of pain and discomfort, then that is not what a friend is because a friend doesn't just stick around when things are comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, But your other question is— I've been thinking about cutting out out of my life. Should I just, like, let go of her and the idea of the money? Mm-hmm. And I want to say, one, you should black, block black this person. Absolutely. <laughs> because looking at her post brings you anti-joy.
1: Yes. Yep. Looking at
0: her Instagram makes you feel like your life is lacking. And mm-hmm. your life isn't lacking. It's just been changed drastically and in a really painful, abrupt way. Yep. And that's the truth. Like, you might feel like your life is lacking your husband. And there is the absence of him. Yep. But we cannot compare lives. Mm-hmm. We cannot compare apples to oranges. We can't compare this woman's fucking picture perfect Facebook life and her, her ugly ass food <laughs> to what you're eating and what you're experiencing. That, that, that is just a form of self harm. Absolutely. And if she's not bringing you anything in your life except for this hurt, you can block her out of your life. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. Block her on Instagram, block her on Facebook. Blacker number, take some space away from her, or yep. you can hide them. You know, you can do the Just soft block, yep. Yep. you know, so you don't have to see them. But this is enough where you're seeing her and you're hurting yourself looking at her. Mm-hmm. So I would say absolutely take time to cut her out of your life because she's obviously sh- she signifies something really painful for you. Mm-hmm. And now is the time in your healing journey to try to cut ties with things that are hurting you yep. or reminding you of that pain.
1: Absolutely. And I think that she might be a distraction for you in your in your head and heart work mm-hmm. when it comes to grieving, right? Mm-hmm, like totally. being able to channel all of that hurt that you're feeling into that one person is totally understandable and like justifiable, but it is also not actually going to get you to where you want to be in right. terms of healing from this horrible, awful thing that has happened to you.
0: Right. Um, so
1: do it for yourself like right. do it for yourself in, it has nothing terms to do with your, her it's saying right? I'm no. cleansing
0: my life I have I have seen the true face of the universe yep. and the true face of the universe is a brutal one mm-hmm. right it is devastating what yep. the world can do to us how it can betray us yep um, and now I know the importance of protecting my safety and my peace yep and so I'm going to I'm going to remove you from my life because you, you no longer bring me peace. You don't bring me joy and you don't bring me comfort. Yep. So why would I make space for you in my one true life? Right? right. Right. But before you block her, I think that you can send her one more letter and mm-hmm. say, Hey, ugly food poster, whatever her <laughs> name is. <laughs> um, I know it's been a long time and we haven't talked. My financial situation has changed I don't care. Lie, girl. Just lie, girl. Like, make up a lie.
1: Don't even worry I, about oh, it. Oh,
0: I have an unexpected financial burden.
1: This is why everyone hates Geminis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it... I'm not kidding. You're not going to get that three grand back unless she feels like you need it.
1: No, for sure. And she's not going to get it back from you unless you ask her explicitly for it. Right. Right?
0: So, then you say, <clears throat> um, my financial situation changed, um, and I, really, I, I require the money that you owed me, or that I borrowed you you X amount of years ago. Yep. Um, I understand that this is a fast something like this might be a fast turnaround for you. Um, So I'd be willing to accept $500 a month for the next six months. Yep. Or whatever. Yep. So you give her a plan and you say that you need it and you give her an opportunity for her to say, Oh my God, I don't have the money or Oh my God I forgot or whatever. Or to
1: not respond at all too. Yeah. Which and then, is also an option. And then
0: she's gonna go to her grave regretting it. <laughs> That's the type of toxic shame that literally makes you get cancer, you know? That's not I mean, real. I don't
1: think that's true. Let's no. not blame Louise cancer Hayes victims thinks, for their cancer. No,
0: Louise Hayes <laughs> thinks that. She's a self-help person that I really love, uh-huh. um, but she's just, like, a little too woo for me because she'll be like, if you resent people, you'll get bad breath.
1: <laughs> she thinks that all no physical... No wonder my breath is so stinky.
0: All physical ailments have, um, like, a, you an know, impact on the body. So, no, you're right. I don't actually think that... But, you know, like, toxic shame is fucking hella toxic, right? It's not good. No. It ruins relationships. Yep. Yep. Um, and back posture. I don't know. Anyway, um, Colleen, this is all to say I think you should send one um, Kurt Yet, human letter, yep. right? Like, it's not like I'm going to sue the fuck out of you yet, although that is an option that we it's did not explore, <laughs> right? Um, but just say, I, I really need this money that I lent you. Um, I hope you're well. Um, I appreciated you being there for me during a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to say. And you just wash your hands of that human. And then you go and you 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 work on protecting your peace, cultivating your joy, um, because you deserve it. You deserve a life beyond this pain. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. Thank you. We love you.
1: All right. We have arrived at the blind date segment of our episode. So every episode, we shout out something that we want to send you home with. This week, we want to set you up with...
0: Okay. This is a little bit of a long stretch. Oh, great. (laughs) But you know what? I have talked to all of our friends about about how much I love it and how much it's changed my life. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. It's a budgeting app mm. called You Need a Budget. Okay. And I am not fiscally intelligent. <laughs> or like I, uh, a way I like to think about it is fiscally literate. Like I was not taught as a child how to manage money, how to deal with credit, how to do any mm-hmm. of that stuff. And I think a lot of us weren't. Yep. You know, um, Valentin checkbooks was a thing (laughs) 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 when I was was in high school and I don't think they ever taught me how to do that in high school class or like we aren't taught um, how to be um, fiscally literate in Mm -hmm. a capitalism that requires um, credit and money to survive. Yep. Right. Um, And so I've been doing a lot of personal work to get rid of my money. Shame. Mm -hmm. Because money is all about shame. For sure. Everyone is ashamed of their money. Nobody talks about it. And everybody's ashamed of their debt. Yeah, um, credit cards are evil, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I've been doing a lot of work to get rid of that shame and to and to fix my financial situation. Mm-hmm. And by it, I, I I'm fine. Yep. But I mean, uh, I have some debt, and I um, I want to save to have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things. Like, and I just wasn't making conscious choices over my money and what just uh just break up oh my god what the (laughs) just break up financially (laughs) um what the you need a budgeting app or program does um is it helps you make the decisions over your money and not let the money make the decisions for you Mm -hmm. um and I will say this, a couple of things. One, You Need a Budget has 100% changed my life. It has changed the way I think about money, the the way I spend my money. Um, It's changed the way everything. It's just I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Two, it is a very difficult program to to enter in initially. It took me about two weeks of tinkering and watching all the tutorials, there's fantastic tutorials. There's online classes. There are like four rules that you abide by to like utilize your money in, in smart ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it took me about two weeks to not only understand their ideologies that are behind the software, but the software itself. Mm. But once I got it, it was so empowering and it really, truly has changed the way I think about money. So if you have money shame, if you're thinking about budgeting, if you if you're even interested in any of this, check it out. Watch their YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be more um, confident and and like insistent about that. Like, yeah. Put the time into it, right? Because so much of money is unconscious. So much of money is like, oh, okay, I'll put it on a credit card or, or I'll right. pay oh, that.
1: I'm not going to look at my bank account. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't want to know how much is it in, so I'm just going to swipe, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we do all of this head and heart work in which we lean in. We become uncomfortable so that we can really truly see ourselves, heal ourselves and grow. Yep. And the same thing is with money. You have to lean in. You have to look at your bank account, right? Yep. Because I promise you, not looking gives you So much stress and anxiety, Mm -hmm. way more than the the temporary discomfort of looking and and muscling through it. Yep, for sure. And so I was hesitant to suggest this, not because I don't love it, but because notoriously it does take a little bit to get used to. But it has truly changed the way I think about money. And the last thing I want to say about You Needed a Budget is that... They are a no-shame company. They know how much stigma comes with money. Mm. And the budgeting app isn't even about spending less money. It's about being conscious about where you need to spend it and what your true expenses are. Mm -hmm. So it's not like... They're not like, hey, stop spending money on coffee, you know? Like,
1: what's with all the avocado toast, millennial?
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's not about any shame, and they're not even asking you to spend less money. Although, obviously, we could always cut corners everywhere or budget more intelligently. Um, But I don't feel like my spending has gone down. My spending has gotten smarter, Hmm. meaning I'm putting my dollars to work to more important things, or or in like. Instead of unconsciously spending my money, I'm consciously spending it on the right things. That's great. Anyway, it's called. You need a budget. Check it out. If you want a free month, uh, hit me up in the DMs and I'll send you a code. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored by them, but like I get a free month if you get a free month. So, bitch, if you want to like,
1: uh, what a racket we're running here. Yeah, I'll just yeah, break yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I want to like push back a little bit on your bunny shame because like you have been a successful self-employed poet for a very long time and like the fact that you your paycheck has been so inconsistent and yet you have been able to like maintain is really impressive and like something that i don't think that i could do or could have done when you were doing it
0: thanks sam that's really sweet it is really hard and really stressful (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) somebody was like oh i'm hoping to make six figures next year and i was like (laughs) (laughs) As a a self-employed artist, like, I just don't know if I will ever see the day. That's all right. Yeah. By, like, 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, that is You Need a Budget, y'all. I'll put it uh, in the show notes.
1: Awesome. That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Pod.
0: You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com. We will not answer them if they're sent through our DMs. We just get too many, and we need them sent to this one place at our website. And that's also where you can check out our store. We have some awesome Just Breakup merchandise. Sam is wearing The just breakup T-shirt right now—it's so cute. Um, You can also buy tickets to our first ever one-year anniversary live show that's happening in Minneapolis on Saturday, July 27th at Honey. Tickets are for sale on our website at justbreakuppod.com, which is also—oh, jeez,
1: wow—we're just going to keep going,
0: yeah. Where you can find our Patreon,
1: yeah. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review and consider supporting us on Patreon. If you give us $5 a month, you get an additional bonus weekly episode. That is $5 a month for an additional weekly episode. Patreon.com slash Pod. This helps us keep the lights on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Original music, recording, editing, and producing by Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast, and remember, the world isn't a beautiful place because it is painless and perfect and filled with no mistakes. The world is a beautiful place despite all of the pain and the mistakes that we make and the missteps that we take. There is beauty despite all of this, and there's power in enduring this. True growth happens when you recognize your purpose on life is not to be a perfect, unblemished being who makes no mistakes. Your purpose on life is to travel further down that journey into yourself, being honest holding yourself accountable, allowing yourselves to make mistakes, but also allowing yourself to grow, to move on, to forgive, to find joy, to protect your peace. And if all else fails,
1: just break up.